0: To our feet together, children and adults all alike. And uh, let's read the word of God together from Daniel chapter five. Kingdom purpose life—that's the title of my message. It is following what I preached before I went on my sabbatical in pursuit of purpose. And today I want to talk about kingdom purpose life because this is something that the Lord challenged me. We are midway into the year. Midway into the year, a lot of things have happened in this year. Some of you have said, some of some of you have mentioned, you know, when we are sharing and talking that. 2019 has been some, one of the toughest years that you have ever been through. First half of the year and it's already super tough. Yeah, But I believe God has something in store for each and every one of us. Let's read journal chapter 5. I'm just going to read one portion of it, but I'm actually taking the entire chapter for my sermon this, uh, this evening. Alright, Janel, well, can read, I can see. I can, right? Okay, Can. Okay, let's do this together, okay? One, two, three. King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. Belshazzar, when he tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of gold of silver that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought, that the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought in the golden vessels that they had taken out from the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his lords and his wives and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Immediately, the fingers of human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand. And the king saw the hand as it wrote. Then the king's color changed, and his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way, and his knees knocked together. This was a very frightened king, yeah very he was very shocked, okay The king called loudly to bring in the enchanters, the Chaldeans, and the astrologers. The king declared to the wise men of Babylon. Whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king the interpretation. Then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed, and his color changed, and his lord's I mean, his colour changed earlier. Now his colour changed again. So I don't know what colour he is now. But okay, let's see what happens after this. <clears throat> the Queen, because of the words of the King and his lords, came into the banqueting hall and the Queen declared, O King, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your colour change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father... Light and understanding and wisdom, like wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, chaldeans, and astrologers, because of an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain rhythms, solve problems, were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, Now, let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Amen. Remain standing. We're going to pray. I want you to believe that God has a word for you this evening about kingdom purpose in your life. I want you to know that this week has been a very, very tough week. Very tough week just to get back to work. Not not because uh, I came back from sabbatical, then it was very good... I got very, very ill on um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was really knocked out and I could hardly even sit up to prepare. And it was so badly, in fact, now you can hear I'm still stuck. I'm very nasal. And to top it off, like last night, I was fetching my son from a concert. I nearly fell into a drain. Actually, I did. The drain was quite deep. I I one leg walked into nothingness and I knelt down and I scraped my my leg. Um and uh it's not, not so bad like okay, I can still walk and still wear pretty shoes, okay? But I don't know what what God has in store for each and every one of you. But I know that the enemy has been trying to impede his word from going out. But I'm going to declare today over your life and over my life that no weapon formed against any one of us shall prosper. Amen? And the Word of God shall not return to him void. It shall be sent forth and it shall accomplish everything that it is set forth to do. Amen? Amen. Come on, lift up your hands if you want to receive from the Lord this evening. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your Word. We know, O oh God, that your Word is power. Your Word sets us free and your Word gives us, Lord, uh, strength to carry on every day of our lives. So today, Lord, speak to us in a mighty way. Deliver us, O oh God, from, from whatever that, that, that um, the, the enemy tries, O oh God, to thwart up the plans of, in our lives, O oh God. We deliver us, oh God. Protect us. We declare it, O oh God, that really no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We want to believe, Father, that this day, your word, Father, will speak forth life and light to every single one of us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise God. Kingdom purpose life. I believe God is a God of purpose. Amen. God is a God of purpose and you have been created for purpose. Amen. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. No one is an accident. No one is an oops. No one, you know, even if if your parents say, actually, we didn't want to have you one after so many years gap, you know, there's suddenly oops, you came out. No one is an oops. You were created for a purpose. And God had a purpose for your life. So if you're seated next to a child, your parent or whoever, you know, if you're sitting next to a child, I want you to tell your child, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, tell your child, tell your baby in your stomach also. Yeah, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Tell your baby, tell your children, they are fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's very important that we recognize that God has made us for a purpose. And Daniel was a man who not only lived out his purpose, he lived out his kingdom purpose. Whether he was thrown into the lion's den, whether he was, was speaking about plain truth to the king, Daniel was faithful and he didn't compromise on his kingdom purpose. Your kingdom purpose is the ultimate way you can live and walk. And I want to walk out my kingdom purpose. So let's take a look at Daniel. Daniel and how he lived out his kingdom purpose. Number one. Children, are you ready? Number one. Okay? Number one. Daniel's purpose gave him his reputation. Daniel's purpose gave him his reputation. I want what I do for God give me my reputation. I want my reputation to be linked to the very fact that I'm connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want my reputation to be that. I want my reputation not to be anything else but really to know that I am linked to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords and I'm not average, I'm not regular, I'm not like anyone else. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. I'm a child of God as we sang just now, of the child of the living God. I am who He says I am. Amen? Amen? I want that to be my reputation. Daniel's purpose gave him his reputation. He was uh, a man that was famous for being loyal, trusting, serving, and totally reliant on God. He accurately interpreted the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar, the father of Belshazzar, and he he also got a reputation of being being a man of God. He spoke boldly to to Nebuchadnezzar, and everything he said came to pass. He said that Nebuchadnezzar's head will be like like feathers, uh, eagle's feathers, and and that happened. And that really happened, and in fact, his nails grew out like claws, like bird claws. See that if you are really a prophet, don't just declare that you are a prophet. <laughs> you prophesy and people will know that you are a prophet because it, is, it, will be, it will come to pass. It is what it is. How is your kingdom reputation? How is your kingdom reputation? I want to ask you. What is reputation? Reputation is an overall quality of character seen by others your reputation is not what you think it is. It is what you show the people around you. That is reputation. It's not what who you think you are, but what other people think you are and how you show others that you are. All right? That is your reputation. All right? How is your kingdom reputation? Parents who are here. How do your children see you? How is your reputation at home? Do they see you as somebody that's very nice outside, but at home you're screaming and yelling at them all the time? How is your kingdom reputation in the marketplace? How is your kingdom reputation in school, children? How is your kingdom reputation? Do, they, do people know that you are a follower of Christ? How is your kingdom reputation at your marketplace, in your business while you're dealing with people? How is your kingdom reputation? Do you even have a reputation, a kingdom reputation? In the last days, there are going to be two voices, two sounds that you will hear. It's either a voice or an echo. In the last days, you're going to hear two sounds. It's either a voice or an echo. An echo repeats what everybody else is saying. But a voice speaks forth truth. A voice is clear. I don't want to be in a church where the, that the church just echoes the sounds like everyone else. I don't want to sound like, like Astro. I don't want to sound like CNN. I don't want to sound like Fox. I don't want to sound like ABC. I don't want to sound like Brita Haryan or TV3. I want to sound like a voice that speaks forth the truth from the Word of God in, in and through my life. Amen? And that should be the church. The Queen, very interestingly, identified Daniel and said he was a man different in the kingdom. That there was a man who has risen above the fray and the crowd. He's a man known for being mighty for God. He's a voice of clarity. He had a reputation for righteousness. He had a reputation for righteousness. This was the queen speaking on behalf of Daniel to a bunch of non-believers. Yeah? He's saying, she was, she's telling them, you know, There is a man in your kingdom. Don't be panicked. Don't change colour anymore. Don't don't be frightened. Don't be be nervous. There is a man in your kingdom that is so different from anybody else. I wonder in your companies, in where, where you are placed, will anyone say that of you? Don't panic, don't panic. We are in this situation. There is a man in our company. There is a lady in our company that is different. Don't panic. There is a man in our company. There is a man in this kingdom that is different. He is a voice of clarity. This passage got me thinking, if every one of us walked and lived in our kingdom purpose, wherever God places you, you would be noticed. Not for the sake of being noticed, you'll naturally be noticed. Bill didn't do all that he did to be noticed by the kings or the queens. He did it because it was right before God's eyes and he was noticed for it. He didn't do it to impress the king. Whatever he did, he didn't do it to impress the king, he didn't do it to impress the queen. Whatever he did, he did it because it was the right thing to do for God. He didn't do it to impress his bosses. He didn't tell the truth to impress his teachers. He did it because it was the right thing to do. Now, let's look at some things what was so different about Daniel. Firstly, she said this of him. He, the spirit of God is upon him. He has a spirit, he has the spirit of God. He was tapped into another power source. He, was, he has a power from another world. He has tapped into another world. There is something about this man that transcends this world. He had a spirit of the holy gods in him. She said, I wonder what kind of spirit. I really, I really wonder, you know, what kind of spirit people think that we have. That you and I walk out today and you and I are in our offices today. What kind of spirit do people think you carry? In your companies, in your school, in your your teaching or whatever it is, whatever you're doing, in your colleges or whatever, what kind of spirit do people see in you? I hope uh, it's it's not just the anchor spirit and the whole garden spirit and uh, and the asahi spirit. I hope not. uh. I hope above and beyond all those spirits, they see the Spirit of God in your life. This woman said that there is a spirit in him that is from the, from the holy gods. It's a different kind of spirit. And then she realized that there is something, there is a power in him, there is a spirit, there is something in him that is so different. That should be said of the church. That should be said of the church people. There is a different spirit in each and every one of us. They tapped into a power of the kingdom of God. They have something in their life that is different. When you need a miracle and answer, you don't go to a fortune teller, you don't go to an astrologer, you don't read just just feng shui. You don't do all those things. When you need money, you don't go gambling in in Genting Highlands. The solution is right here. You come to number 6, Jalan Beresatu, 13 stroke 4. In glad tidings, because the people in this church are tapped to a power from another world. Amen? They are tapped into a power of another world. Every single one of you have the Spirit of God in you. I want to believe with all my heart that when people, not- that people will notice you and say that if I have a problem, Get me. You know, I, I, I have a problem. I know that I, I just need to get, like how this woman said, get Daniel to you. Get Kenneth to you. Get Danny Ma to you. He has dances. The There's a different spirit within him. Get this person to me because there is something. He is tapped to a different power unlike you and unlike me. Good to see you back, Adam. Are you still awake? He's jet lagging, he just flew in from the UK. So I told him, I said, I'm wearing very sharp heels, you know, if you're asleep, (laughs) come and smack you a bit. But okay, he's still awake, huh? Still awake, all right. Get me to Adam because he's got a different spirit. Get me to, to Eve, get me to Leon, get me to that person because they have a different spirit in them. What kind of spirit do people see in us? This queen said, there is a spirit that is different. Daniel's reputation preceded him. The king wanted to get him. Can you imagine people with issues know your reputation and know that you are tapped into this power, the spirit of the Most High God, and they want to be around you. That's the kind kind of impact we should be making. In your everyday life, in your school, that makes it exciting, isn't it? Doesn't it make it very exciting when people notice there's something different about you? you know, I, it's very strange. And I pray you have this kind of encounters yourself. That you will actually have this kind of encounters yourself. Many, many, many years ago, before I entered full-time ministry, right? 20, that's 22 years ago, right? I was working for a company um, that serviced Shell Malaysia. I was very young then, okay? Very, very young. And... Um, Somehow they knew I was a Christian, and and this particular manager who was quite high ranking. When I remember one day, she called me to her room. So strange. I I don't belong to Shell Malaysia, yeah, but so this is an employer from Shell Malaysia. She, because I'm one of the contractors that we, we, but we were based in Shell Malaysia. So she called me to her room, and I remember sitting in her office and she started pouring out. Uh, marriage problems. And I'm like in my late teens only, okay? Yeah, I'm going full-time ministry, but uh, well, I started crying and pouring out, you know, about I'm thinking to myself. Okay, what am I supposed to do, you know? I, I'm not supposed to I don't know why, am I, why. Why did you even call me into the room? And I took the opportunity to just pray with her and that's it. I don't know how she is today. I can't even remember her name, her face. Really, I really cannot remember her name or her face. Till today I remember, I thinking, why of all in the, all people in the world, would she get me into her room? And I would like to believe it's because there is a different spirit within me. And I would like to believe that every single one of you carry that, that same spirit in your life as well. And that people will come to you because they recognize that spirit. Because when you speak, they sense a sense of peace of comfort. You're not like the others. Amen? Amen? Secondly, she said this, He has light. Wow! He has light. He has light. Light here actually means illumination. It means to be radiant, to sparkle. Born to sparkle, remember? (laughs) Remember? Yeah, born to sparkle. You're born to sparkle. It means illumination. It means that there is illumination coming out from you. You don't need to make yourself known. It radiates from you. People will see the difference. I don't need to stand on a table to get people's attention. Light always pierces through darkness. Amen? Right? So when you are in a world, when you are out there, you should be the light. The moment you are there, you light up the room. The moment you are there, I'm not, and I'm not talking about being loud, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw you and I thought... <laughs> Everywhere Danny goes, right, he lights up the room because he's really a very jovial person. I'm not talking about just because you, ah, you are... You are the, the life wire of the party. But the very fact that you are there, people see their presence. People see and notice, hey, why is it so different when Moses comes in? There is such a joy in him. Why is it so different? You know, when Shani walks in, there is such a glow in her. That is in that was inside Daniel, and I pray that you will have that illumination. Do you know that you shine the brightest when you are doing when you are walking in the center of God's will? Amen. You shine the brightest when you're walking in the centre of God's will. And then she said this about him. He has wisdom. He has wisdom, right? Wisdom, yes, spiritual insight. He has a different way of looking at things. He was not uptight. He was not worried. He's not full of anxiety. He has a different way... Uh, of, of interpreting things, I want to look. I want to be able to look at things differently. I want to be able to look at things and uh, as a saved, sanctified, Holy Spirit-filled, anointed child of God. If you really have that kind of pr- perspective, you will look at problems differently. You will look at the issues in your life differently. You will look at the sickness, whatever that the doctors tell you, differently. You will look like the problems that you have in your life, the issues in your life, differently. He had a spiritual insight. It was not just a natural insight. It was a spiritual insight towards the the situations and the problems that he had that that was around him. His friends were being being sent into the furnace. All of us would be like panicking. You know what? What's going on? What are we going to do? How are we going to do? How are we going to rescue party? You know what? We're going to do this. Probably screaming and shouting and hyperventilating already. But he was calm. He was thrown into the lion's den. He was calm like How in the world does somebody even be like this? Because he had spiritual insight. How many of you need a spiritual insight into some situations that you're going through? Yeah, one person, two persons, very good. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, very good. I think I really believe that some of us are going through some things. It seems like chaos on the outside. But you need spiritual insight to be able to see through what God's purpose is in this particular situation. The spiritual insight will help you to have a different perspective of that issue, will give you a different perspective of how you face what you're going to have to face. This is what you need, a spiritual insight. Fourthly, he said this, she said this, he has understanding. Understanding, which means extraordinary knowledge. Wow. I don't want to just be intelligence, intelligent. I want intelligence that maybe that I don't have for myself, but because I'm connected to the kingdom, things become so clear. I'm not very clever, and I really am not very clever. and Really, really, I think, really, really I'm not very clever. But somehow, you know, that when, when God opens opens our eyes and gives you extraordinary knowledge and gives you that ability to see things in a way that, is, is, that the way he wants it interpreted and he wants it to be uh, shared and, 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 and delivered. He is really very clever. There are a lot of things, sometimes after I do it, there I'll be like, eh, hey, quite clever. Huh? Quite clever So, But you know that it's not you, not in your natural. Have, don't you want that kind of understanding, that extraordinary knowledge to help you. Perhaps God has placed you in a place and in a position right now that is beyond your knowledge. That is beyond what you have studied for that doesn't prepare you to face the problems and the challenges that are the, the whatever that is in front of you. Perhaps God has placed you in that and this is what you need. You say, God, give me extraordinary knowledge. Knowledge that comes from you, knowledge that is, I'm able to be able to receive it, I'm able to, to perceive what, what, what this whole issue is. Lord, I may not have read it anyway, but God, you will lead me to the right article to read. You will read me to the right book to understand it. And then, suddenly, it's a eureka moment. It's like, what? Wow, I never knew it. And then when you speak, it's like, wow, you're so clever like that. Extraordinary knowledge. I want that kind of extraordinary knowledge. I want that kind of extraordinary knowledge when I read the word of God. I want to be able to understand it in a way, in a way that is so much deeper and richer than how we all see it. I want that. And I pray that you will also want that. And you will also want that for just, not just for the word, but for your work, for your studies, for whatever it is. You want extraordinary knowledge. That when it's thrown to you, you are not phased. You're not like, ah, say lah, say lah, say lah. I don't know how to handle this. My deadline is coming up. No, die. God, yeah, don't say die. Oh? yeah, That's right. Never say die because God can grant you extraordinary knowledge. He who lacks wisdom, ask Him to ask. Ask of the Lord and He will grant you that wisdom. Amen? So, extraordinary knowledge. The man... You know, extraordinary knowledge that is things that goes beyond the natural limitations, supernatural understanding. If you have supernatural understanding, you will know the right job to take. You will know the right house to buy. You will know the right man and the right woman to marry. Some don't have yet. That's why I need to pray for more supernatural knowledge. (laughs) Some's eyes not open yet also. (laughs) Yeah. You need this extraordinary knowledge. I'm not very clever, but thank God 16 years ago, yesterday, I I chose to marry a man and we celebrated our 16th year together as husband and wife. It is definitely the supernatural understanding of God. Okay, we are very, very different in character, very different in character, but yet the Lord supernaturally gave me, gave me you no. Know, what's the word? Extraordinary knowledge. Thank God, you know. Else, I don't know where he would be today. Hiya. <laughs> just okay. Peace, peace. It has to be supernatural. It has to be this extraordinary expert intelligence, right? for me to make a decision 21 years ago to give, up, to give up a local uni entrance and to go full-time ministry. And if it's not that kind of extraordinary knowledge of some sort, I won't be here today. And I am blessed today because there was some sort of extraordinary knowledge. I pray that you will make decisions today that you will look back and say thank God for that understanding that spiritual understanding that no one could ever under that no one could ever explain to you people can tell you in the natural it's not right to do don't make that choice but as you listen to God and God says do it and you follow him something amazing happens in that journey he had that understanding Extraordinary knowledge. And then she said this. Wow, I like this one. He has an excellent spirit. He has an excellent spirit. His spirit had pre- I mean, this meaning, <coughs> this, this means right in Aramaic, excellent spirit, right? In Aramaic actually means his he had a his spirit had preeminence over his flesh. Which means, which means, which means, right it was not just about what he wanted. It was just not, not about his desires. It was not about his own thoughts or, or his, his, own, uh, uh, his own well-being. Everything, every decision that he did, everything that he said had always got in the picture. He had that kind of excellent spirit, you know. That was how Daniel was known for. You know, what is the most damaging thing to the kingdom of God? Let me tell you this. The most damaging thing to the kingdom of God is for a man or for a woman who is talented, who is gifted, who is anointed, but has an ugly and haughty and mean spirit. That is one of the most damaging things to the kingdom of God. Someone who is anointed, who is put in position of influence, people know you are a Christian, but you have an ugly and mean and haughty and prideful spirit that is one of the most damaging things that can ever happen. Because you know why? People will turn around and say, yeah, that one Christian. Have you not heard this before? Have you not faced it before? When you know that certain somebody, maybe a boss or whatever, whenever, somebody in position, they, they don't act very Christian-like, not, with no excellent spirit, and then we turn around and say, God, christian that is something that is most damaging to the kingdom of God. When we especially use our position or our gifting to justify our behaviour, that should never be our portion. That should never be our portion. Daniel had an excellent spirit, excellent spirit, There is, there is, when pride walks in, really, you know, God walks out. It doesn't matter how much wisdom you have, how much understanding you have, how much illumination or how anointed you are, but if you don't have an excellent spirit, it doesn't matter how smart or how intelligent or how anointed you are in your business, in your marketplace, because you're going to stay broke, busted and disgusted. Nobody's going to want to be near you. Nobody is going to want to stay near you, and nobody wants to work with you. You've got to deal with knuckleheads, but you cannot be one. What is critical to the next so for some of you, what is critical to the next season of your life? Can I say this? For some of us here, what is critical? To the next season of your life, it's not reading another leadership book. It's not reading another motivational book. I'm not saying those books are not good, yeah? It's not listening to another five five minute podcast. It's dealing with something that is inside. A character that is inside that needs to be worked on so that you are prepared to be used by God no matter how He uses you. Because if you don't have the character, you cannot sustain whatever He wants to give you. He said, and she said this of him, He, has, he was a dissolver of doubts. Wow. So interesting. In the King James Version, it talks, it says this, he was a dissolver of doubts. Daniel is a dissolver of doubts. You can count on this man and what he has to say. He and what he says is dependable. He and what he says, he says what he, he does what he says he he would do. We don't need we don't need politician Christians, Christianity. I didn't say we don't need Christian politicians. We need Christian politicians, many, many. If the Lord speaks to you to be a Christian politician, please, you know, rise up. We will pray with you, we will stand with you and we will, we will support you all the way. But we don't need politician Christianity. What is a politician Christianity? People who talk, 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 no man. You overpromise and you under-deliver. We don't need that. We need people who are dependable. Daniel was dependable. When he said that these things would happen, it happened. Do you know that if you and I are people to be depended on, who are dependable in your companies, in your schools, in whatever that you have been placed in, whether it's a responsibility as the head prefect, whether it's a responsibility to be, to be uh, a quartermaster in school, Whatever it is. If you have that responsibility and you do it well, you are dependable. It speaks a lot about your character. You say what you will do and you do it. He was a dissolver of doubts. When people hear your story, when people hear your testimony, when people see your life, whatever doubts that they have of God shall be dissolved. Wow. Wow. I want that. I, I, I really pray that I will be a dissolver of, of doubts to especially my, my pre-believing family members. I want to be a dissolver of doubts. That when they see me, when they talk to me, when they hear my story, when they hear what we go through, that they will know, wow, this one, God really real one, no? That God is real and the Word is real. He was a dissolver of doubts. He was dependable. This is what the queen said of, of Daniel part of your, your purpose and my purpose on earth is to be a dissolver of doubts. To show people how real God is and how real His Word is. I want to ask you today, are you a dissolver of doubts in your company? Where God has placed you? Be quiet, huh? Or do people look at you and you have question marks? Ka-ding, ka-ding, ka-ding. This one can, uh, can, can, can trust. Uh. Can we pass this project to this person? Can this person to be relied on to, to be, to be, to be uh, a prefect in school? Can, uh. Are you a dissolver of doubts? Or do people still have question marks over you? Daniel's reputation preceded him. This is what the queen boldly proclaimed to the king in front of all the everybody else who was there at that whole party. His reputation preceded him. His, his, his reputation, Daniel's purpose gave him his reputation. That's number one. Number two. Number two, Daniel valued his kingdom purpose. Daniel valued his kingdom purpose. Now, if you go and read on in Daniel chapter 5, verses 13 onwards, it says this: then Daniel was brought before the king, and the king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king my father brought from Judah. I have heard of you, and the spirit of God, the spirit of the gods is in you. And the light, understanding, and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now, the wise men and enchanters and have brought been brought in before me to read this writing and make known to me its interpretation. But they could not show the interpretation of the matter. But I have heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. Wow, I like. Can you imagine your bosses come call you call you to the room? Yahweh, uh, uh, come to my room. I heard uh, you have been given the knowledge uh, and the wisdom to solve problems. You're very good at solving problems. Isn't that, uh, isn't that such a, a amazing thing for, for your bosses to recognise that in you? Yeah? I, I heard that you can solve problems. And uh, now if you can read this writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in my kingdom. Okay, let's put it in today's context in today's words. The king summons him and tells him, I've heard amazing things about you. You have that understanding and wisdom and you are able to solve problems, dissolve, dissolve all doubts. If you can read this writing, I will give you an Amarni suit and a guy's gold chain and you will be the third most powerful person in my company. Wow. Not bad, huh? I, I, that's quite a good bargain. But what did Daniel say? Oh, chill, 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 brother Belshazzar. Chill, okay? Let's chill it, okay? You can uh, keep your gifts to yourself and pass the reward to somebody else. Okay, I don't need all those things. You don't even need to give me a gold thread. One gold thread also donate, thanks. But I will still read the writing on the wall. Oh, I like this man. I have great respect for this man. Because you know what? He valued his kingdom purpose so much that he, Daniel, will not be bought or be sold. He will not be bought or... or or, or he could not be bought or be sold for whatever the gifting that God has placed in his life. That no amount of money could make him talk. No amount of money could make him budge or say the right things for them to hear it correctly, to package it nicely. Let me tell you this. You can tweet this, you can Instagram this, whatever. Listen here. If money can make you talk, money can also keep you quiet. If money can make you talk, money can also keep you quiet. But if you are unmoved by power and position and monetary things, you will dare to speak forth the truth. With wisdom and with understanding. You dare to declare what is right and what is wrong. If money can make you talk, money can also keep you quiet. I really love that he didn't, he told that he told the king, please keep, please keep all these things. I don't need all these things. Because he doesn't want any favor from me. However, if you read further down in Daniel chapter five, because of what he said and he interpreted it. The king gave him all these things. I don't know whether he took it. I don't know whether he he kept it for himself or what. The king did pass him all these things. All these things will be byproducts of you honouring the the Lord. The power, the position and the the money that you get and the rewards that you will get will be byproducts as you honour the Lord in your life and in all that you do. And this is how it should be. It should not be that you are working towards because you want all that. You should be happy. I mean, I know now nobody is amening now la, because you know you're all like <laughs> okay, I mean quite good, but I give money, okay. I take lah, right, what's the problem, you know? You should be happy you're in a church that still speaks forth the truth into your life. That I'm not here to package anything and any of the scripture so beautifully that makes you that to, to make you feel comfortable. You should be squirming in your seats a little bit. You should feel uncomfortable a bit. Every time you hear the Word of God, when it challenges your heart and it, and it convicts your spirit, you should be a little bit uncomfortable because right is right, wrong is wrong. There are some things that you cannot compromise and you know very well that because Daniel did not compromise in any of these things, the Lord honoured him. The Lord still blessed him. You can read in Genesis 5, at the end there, the king gave him the purple cloth, the king gave him the gold chain, the king made him the third ruler, the most powerful ruler in the kingdom. Those are byproducts of you honouring the Lord. And I pray that you will be so blessed in your company. I pray that you will have, find favour in your schools, amongst your teachers, the children. You know, as you honour the Lord and you speak for the truth, as you do what is right before the eyes of the Lord, the Lord will honour you and you will be so blessed in all that you do. Amen? Amen? So, Daniel did not, he valued his kingdom purpose. Do you value your kingdom purpose? Do you value it, or do you compromise it when you see the dollar and cents and the Armani suits? and the gold, and the silver, and the power, and the position. Lastly, and I will finish with this, Daniel lived for what method? Daniel lived for what method? So after he said that, after he said he rejected all the gifts, Right? He said, but I will still read the writing on the wall and I will say it as it is. I'm not going to make it pretty. I'm not going to make it what for you. I'm going to say it as it is. It's how he told his father, Nebuchadnezzar, he also told him this way and he just bleh, came out. Okay? So he read on the wall. Mene, mene, tekel pasin. Basically, it says this. This is the interpretation of the matter. Mene, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Wow. Very bold, huh? Can you imagine? You go to your bosses. God has numbered the days of your of, of you being the boss uh, here already, okay, and uh, and uh, brought it to an end. You no, no more already, you cannot already, huh? Nice, huh? <laughs> and then take You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. And Perez or Parsin. your kingdom is divided and given to the the Medes and the Persians. That is a very bold proclamation for Daniel to make. To a king he could have been executed, you know take this guy man, my goodness, who do you think you are and actually I'm very amazed I'm very amazed that the king believed him he you know this is a this is a this is the very fact that you understand understand here the king actually believed him he believed that this man was speaking. An oracle, an, an understanding, an interpretation of the, the, the things that happened, the words. And he believed him. And it was all negative things about him, you know. Your, your days are numbered, okay? Your kingdom is ending already. Thank you very much. You know? And the king actually believed him. That is how powerful it is. Do people believe your words? Eh? When you say something, when you speak forth something, do they believe what you say? Do they believe that whatever you speak forth is the truth? And that comes a long way from being consistent in your life. Being trustworthy in your words. So, this is what happened. But Daniel lived for what mattered. What I'm trying to tell you is this. God has numbered the days for Belshazzar. Belshazzar had been prideful and as a result brought about the downfall of his kingdom. The downfall of his kingdom and the land, however, did not perturb or disturb Daniel. He wasn't living for this kingdom or or this empire. He was living out his kingdom purpose and had eternity in mind. Some of you are working so hard. Some of you are are striving so hard and you're trying to make it in. and that's very good hard work is, is very important you, you do what you think but do you know what some of us here you have been working so hard that you've neglected building on what that matters can I say this that the earth and the, and the world around you the days are numbered it's not going to last forever this is not your eternal li- life I don't want to live here eternally, so charm, so many problems, so many issues, so many sickness. I don't want to be here forever. There is a purpose greater than than this earth here. But some of us have been striving so hard for this earth that you've neglected building on what is eternal. This earth is gasping for the last few breaths of air. You and I know the signs of end times are coming. Rumors of wars and rumors of war, earthquakes are happening. South California just had a 7.1 magnitude earthquake. It's the second today. Yesterday, they had another one. And they are predicting one huge one in Japan the days of the earth are numbered. And Daniel was living not for just the present. Daniel was living recognizing that he has an eternal home. That's what matters. Kids, there is a place called heaven and that's where we will live forever and ever and ever if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and God loves you and He will bring you to heaven and you will live forever and ever there, we have life eternal. But some of us have really neglected building on what matters. I'm here to call to alignment in this middle of the year. Beginning of July, the first weekend of July, I'm here to call to alignment all our spirits while you're going through all the trying moments, whatever things that you are going through, it seems like it seems like it's so overwhelming and cannot dahan already. But I want you to remember this, you're not living for this earth alone. There is an eternal life. There is an, eternal, there is an eternity ahead of you. You do your best that is here. You live your best while you're on earth. But don't forget that you are not living for this earth. We are all just pilgrims on a journey. We don't live here for everyone. This too shall pass. Some of you are crying now. Some of you are thinking they're going to die now already. Like, how long more? How long more? I want to say this to you. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going to see the King. This is not the end. Matthew chapter 6 tells us this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, and where the thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and when the thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I don't know what some of you are going through. But I know that the Lord has this message for you. Live out your kingdom purpose while on earth. Live out your kingdom purpose while on earth. There is so much more that God wants for your life than just. I like this old song that Stephen Curtis Chapman has. He says, There's more to this life than living and dying, more than just trying to make it through the day. Oh, that's a powerful song. And we do that because every day we are just trying to live it through the day, get by another day, another month, another year. And thank God we made it through this year. Let's not just survive. We are called to thrive. We are called to live out kingdom purpose. We are called to be men and women whom people will notice in your marketplace, in your schools, in your offices, in your business, you will be noticed as a man and woman of integrity. You'll be noticed as a man and woman whom people can trust to do business with you. Man and woman whom people can trust to, to call upon if they are in trouble. You are dependable. That when they go to issues, they say, please, I need to call this person, I need to, I need to speak with this person. When you find that purpose in your life as not just striving, striving for this world that is perishing away. Because there's so much more for the Lord to do in and through your life. I really want to see, I want to hear powerful testimonies from your lives. That you say, you know, I honoured the Lord and I spoke the truth and this, this happened and my company was blessed. I want to hear testimonies of how you spoke out and and did what was right before the eyes of the Lord, and as a result, not the most popular decision to make, but you chose to do it because you feared the Lord more than you fear men. You honoured the Lord with your life. And I'm calling you back to alignment spiritually, that there is more to this life. Live for what matters, this world and its days are numbered. There is an eternity. How are you investing into eternity? Let's stand to our feet and let's worship the Lord. thank you Jesus Sharabashikara. Ryan Dara Bashanda Laba Sikara Bashanda Laba Radya. Shika Rabba Sandalaba Baradya and Alaba Thank you, Lord. Shara Barabaradya and Lava Sakarabashan. All heads bowed, all eyes closed for a bit. Just wanna I believe the word of God has been spoken in, and, and the word of God has spoken to some of your hearts. you're probably saying, you know, Pastor, since you're praying, can you just pray for me, remember me in prayer as well? And I want to do that and I want to remember you in prayer. Because some of you are in a place where you are just put into some new things and you just, you need, you need the characteristics of, of Daniel, upon your life. You say, I need that wisdom. I need that understanding. And I need to be able to, to dissolve doubts, you know, that people are, are it's intimidating because I'm the newbie, I'm the rookie there, you know, and, and everybody is just so experienced. But I need them to know that I can do this. I will try my best and I will be able to, to, to learn it up and pick it up. And if that's you, later when I call you, I want you to put up your hands very quickly. And then there is another group of you, and you say that, you know, I've been just living and living and living. I don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I've lost that purpose in my life. And Pastor, if you're praying, please remember me in prayer. Please pray for me as well. And I want you to put up your hands in a bit. But I want you to allow the Word of God to to seep deep, deep into your heart, into your spirit this evening. That you will purpose in your heart that God, I want to live out my kingdom purpose. I want to live out of oh God a life that will that will walk in Your ways. That will shine for You, everywhere and anywhere You place me. Whether it's in my school, whether it's in my in my community, whether it's in my home, my office, my business. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let your word seep deep into our hearts, into our spirit, Lord. This evening, as I mentioned earlier, if you are in any of those two categories... If you're in any of those two categories that you need God to give you those attributes like Daniel had, or if you're you just wanting thing you know that purpose in your life, that God help you to walk out that kingdom purpose in your life. And you're saying, Pastor, since you're praying, Lord, please you're praying for, please pray, remember me in prayer as well. I want you at the count of three to slip up your hands very quickly. One, two, three. Lift up your hands. That's right. I see those hands across his aisle.